0: Betches Media presents... I
1: really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio.
0: Diet starts tomorrow.
1: Exorcist gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit With the gym. gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands.
0: With hosts Aileen Cooperman...
1: Joey does a shampoo! And
0: Sammy Fishbein.
1: Whatever. I'm getting cheese fries.
2: Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. And we're here. Let's go. What's Let's go. Go. What's up? Okay, we're doing a dear yeah. DST. Yes, we're feeling the energy on a Thursday, and we have uh, some answers. What answer, in, in fact, more to be more specific. The energy
3: is being felt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> lots of energy coming through. <laughs> okay, you want to take it for yeah. a go? Okay, I can take it the email first. Aileen <laughs> and Sammy, firstly, thank you for doing DST. I have a question. That's why we picked you. <laughs> I'm going sorry. to visit. I'm sorry. I feel I'm- like I'm high, but I'm I really not. do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I'm go. going to visit my boyfriend's parents. Good luck. Every time I go there, I feel like my eating pattern slash habits get thrown off and it messes me up. I started the intuitive eating journey and I find myself eating more frequently smaller meals. Like I'm trying to eat when I'm hungry, but not yet starving and stop when I'm satisfied, but not overly full. And often that's at non-traditional meal times. For example, they eat dinner a lot later than I do usually and a big dinner. This is like the main meal of the day. Anyway, when dinner gets served, I'm generally starving and I overeat, then go to sleep feeling gross and bloaty. Lunch is usually like soup. How can I deal with this? Like, do I ask for an afternoon snack? Do I bring my own? I also don't want to make them feel bad. Also, I came to a realization that I have a a food rule where I think that if there's a healthier, lower fat alternative to something, I have to use it instead. For example, I can use light coconut milk instead of regular, or always go for skim milk, not regular milk. Why wouldn't I choose lower fat cream cheese ETC? She didn't sign off, but um, I'm going to assume that. Assume that she says your help is appreciated. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. So I actually have a similar situation in, in some ways. So whenever, well, we don't really, because of COVID, we haven't been to Avi's family lately, but we would always, you know, typically go to Avi's family for Shabbat and for Jewish holidays. And in, for, in the summer, they have, you always have to have dinner after sunsets. So that can be really late sometimes. So I've definitely experienced this problem and also the meals are huge and there's so much good shit and I want (laughs) bread and I want the chicken and the steak. And like, there's so like, I get it. I think that this is one of the challenges that's sort of inherent in intuitive eating, dealing with situations where like, you're, you're not like in full control because it's like a social situation. And this is just one of those things that you kind of have to practice like dealing with, but if you feel like you're getting so hungry and they're only serving soup for lunch, like I think bringing your own snacks and like eating them in your room between meals or having something to hide, you, to hide you over before dinner when it's really late, like there's nothing wrong with that. Or you can ask for a snack or you can like, I don't know. like Yeah. I think ask for a snack or bring your own is not like the craziest thing or asking your boyfriend if, you know, you can maybe do something different for lunch. I don't think it. It you know, I think you can stand up for yourself when you're hungry.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I think like standing up for what you want is an is an okay thing, and just and just like you said, to eat your snack on your own terms, and if maybe you can ask for extra soup too. Like you can get more than just like this. Whatever they serve you, you know, like really, if you're trying to be intuitive, you know, tap into what you want or what you need in that moment and make it happen for yourself because no one else is going to do it.
2: Yeah, I think this comes down to having like a little bit of more like just personal, you know, assertion over your own meal.
3: One more thing I do want to add about like this whole intuitive eating and and other people's schedule, the whole, I mean, life is always going to throw you like situations in which you can't really control things. So also it's okay to say like, this is something that's going to happen. I know I'm going to feel that way. Maybe again, like, like Sammy said, prepare yourself with snacks, but also like go into dinner knowing that you might feel this way. So maybe slow down and eat a little bit less set the intention of being more mindful at the top of dinner because that can get you through it and maybe have a, maybe take that snack and eat it before dinner, like maybe an hour before dinner. So you're not going into it so hungry. So it's not necessarily like this big to do, like it doesn't have to be a big to do because always there's going to be all this unexpected stuff. We can't control everything. We really can't. Um, and not every meal is going to be like this perfect intuitive meal, Like that's not, that's not what's expected, you know? So just go into it without any like judgment of yourself. And if, if this happens, you know, it's almost like, Oh, I expected this to happen. It's all good. You know, I feel a little shitty. Yeah.
2: You can get back on track like the next day. Like if you get a little too full, like intuitive eating doesn't mean you never get full or you're never hungry. It means like you are just could on the whole as Elise says for the most part, Mm-hmm. responding to your hunger cues as best you can. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a thought on the on the second part about always choosing the lower fat alternatives?
3: I mean, 100%, that's it's that is what that's marketing 101 like they've told us that there was a period of time when like fat was demonized and all low fat foods were considered the ideal that's healthy for you. There's a lot of things that have proven that Wrong. But I think also something that I've learned through intuitive eating is that, okay, yes, this is a food rule. And also, probably you think that there's probably less calories or something like that in things that have light in them, you know, marketed as light. But it's okay to choose skim milk if you like it. You can choose like, you can choose full fat. Maybe you use. Half and half in your coffee because you like the taste, but you use skim milk in your cereal because you like the taste. It's it should be about the satisfaction. So now that you've noticed this food rule, that's awesome. That's amazing job. Now think about do you like do you like what you're eating? Do you like this? Maybe try the full fat. If you don't like it, great, then fuck that.
2: <laughs> don't drink it. I right? also think he's, if she's afraid of like the food of breaking the food rule itself. I think just even like one or two, just like an exposure therapy, almost like just try it, like have whole fat milk in your coffee one day, see if you like it. And you'll see that like, that's not going to change anything. Like also, I know that we shouldn't be like making it about counting calories, but like the marginal addition of calories from skim versus whole milk. If you're using the same amount is so small that if, if the whole milk is more enjoyable for you, that it's like, of course, like, why would you like, why would you torture yourself over something that is like so marginally, like not even going to make a difference in realistically. And I think just like testing it out for yourself and seeing how not a big deal it is to use the full fat or the more caloric or the thing with sugar. Cause I'll be honest with you. I didn't drink sugar or any sweetened coffees for probably 10 years and more 15. And I now am drinking my coffees with coffee mates, Starbucks, Macchiato, uh, Kramer, that shit is so much more satisfying and like, Yeah. yeah. And I don't, feel okay. And, and the food real rule that that has broken for me is like no sugar before, I don't know, 4 PM or something, which is a food rule that made me binge sugar after 4 PM. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting so, food rule. Yeah. So now, I mean, I, again, like I haven't really been binging desserts like crazy. Maybe it's partly because I don't, I feel like, oh, I don't have to like only eat it between,
3: four and 12. (laughs) Right. Totally. And if also like what I like to do is if I'm, if there's a food rule that I'm facing, I like to do the research about it. Like I'll go and look at the label of a full fat and I'll read it for myself. I won't listen to what all these like rumors there are, you know, about like, or concept misconceptions about sugar content or whatever. I look at, I look at it for myself. I look at the ingredients and I compare it to the other thing and I'll just chew. Maybe, maybe get milk is sold in various containers. You don't have to get a gallon, get the small amount and try it, try it in a variety of like occasions in which one drinks or has milk. And maybe you'll have a
2: different preference per occasion, right? Maybe you like a cappuccino when you go out to dinner, but maybe in the morning you like an iced coffee black, like you might have different, like, you might just be in different moods, different times. Like you don't always have to have the same thing. It's another piece of intuitive eating. Like it doesn't need to be the same iced coffee every day. Maybe one morning you want to make like a matcha latte. Like it's, that's kind of the beauty of it is that you can like start to have fun with, with your food, not just in the, not just at the times when you're like, I'm letting myself go or I'm allowing myself a cheat meal. Like you can have something interesting whenever you want. For sure. And also not to get even more specific
3: and granular, but like, for example, like sometimes I like cappuccinos with like skim milk, but I'll have an Americano with like full fat milk because it's just different consistencies. And- it is what it is. That's the way that I like it. And, and I'm not judging myself. I won't drink a Americano because any less than I might a cappuccino. It's, again, based on, like, what you're feeling.
2: I have another point to bring up about milk occasions. No, it's not about milk. It's not about milk. This episode has become fully about milk. It's not about the milks. It's about, it's, okay, it's about the idea of, like, people declaring. <laughs> you can milk anything with a nipple, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's about like the declaration of like, I like this. You can like, you, you don't have to be defini- as definitive on your tastes as I think that like, or at least I am discovering, I don't know about other people. I'm personally discovering that I don't need to be as definitive about my tastes all the time. Like, I don't need to take I don't need to decide whether I like, I don't need to be like, I do, or I don't like this thing. Like I could like, What's an example? Three Musketeers. Oh no, not the new <laughs> kid again. <laughs> I like three Musketeers, but I'm not going to pick it usually out of a, out of an option of candies. I don't typically crave them, but I think in the past I would have said like, I don't like three Musketeers because then in some way it would have psychologically like convinced me like we don't eat that. And like, I don't have to worry about it. Cause it's like out of the realm of possibility. And, but ultimately that was like a a self restriction and putting, I don't like in front of it made me feel like, Oh, I'm not actually restricting. I just don't like it, but actually like, yeah, I like three musketeers. I, they're just not my favorite, but I don't feel the way I feel about celery. So (laughs) like making this to finish, like, like Being so specific and like defined on our food tastes is is also a way that I have I have in the past implemented food rules without realizing by like declaring something I don't like it. I can see that. That's interesting. For me, I I have I have never knew
3: what I like. I declared things that I like are were based on things that I was allowed to eat based on like diets. (laughs) And I thought I wasn't allowed to like the other things, but really I don't know. I didn't know whether or not I did like them. I just thought everybody liked them because they were caloric. Like that's what I, you you know.
2: You were probably doing the same thing, maybe the opposite. Like you were putting foods in bounds by saying, by telling yourself that you liked them. Mm -hmm. I was putting foods out of bounds by telling myself that I didn't like them.
3: Right. I'm trying to think of something that I said that I didn't like, but I secretly really liked.
2: Um, You think that you actually like dark chocolate more than milk chocolate?
3: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. I, I, I think milk is, um, it like hurts my teeth. I'm kidding. It hurts. <laughs> you like, it's too sweet. It like gives me like weird, sweet teeth feeling.
1: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? That's n u u l y.com, newly with two u's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your, nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin Dot com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as
0: directed. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com.
3: You know what I actually think that I don't like that much?
2: What?
3: This might be blasphemous.
2: No, it's things that you... Okay, what? What? Yeah.
3: Cauliflower...
2: (laughs) Yolking. It's not blasphemous. (laughs) Cauliflower <laughs> nookie is like something that we were eating because we as a replacement for pasta. Ah, uh, yeah.
3: You know that's crazy. Also, you know what I also put in a in a bucket of like I don't like yeah zucchini, but actually, I think I like it. I would say I didn't like it because, you know, it was, again, a replacement for pasta as, like, zoodles. And I'd be like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But actually, I really like zucchini. Like, I've eaten it in in meals with, like, rice and stuff, and I love it as a vegetable. But for a long period of time, I was like, ew. Like, this is not
2: real food. Is there anything, like, good that you would say you didn't like? Because, like, hmm. of the calories. Bananas, I feel like, is the... A- they're not that good,
3: though. <laughs> I think. No, I, I agree, but like they're- they have like a chalky taste. I'm starting to think that Oreos aren't that good. <laughs> yeah. I really I like I eat them. I eat them, but again, I'm I, I'm doing it out of coping. But I'm. Do you think
2: they're not that good, or like do you think that they're just not as good as you originally thought they were because you had a lot of emotion? Yeah, that's what oh, I mean. Yeah, that made them taste even better.
3: They're they're becoming neutralized, right. really, really neutral to me. And like, I'm like, this isn't like compared to like a Levine chocolate chip cookie, which I had the other day. This is like a cardboard cracker.
2: Oh, oh, I also have had that that experience where I'm like, I've had something so good that like I don't know why I waste eating crap. And yes, like, oh, yes, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I recently I've been like that perhaps, donut from daily provisions. That is a good example of that feeling.
3: Something that I've come to realize is that I've been like, re- when I want something I'll reach for one type of food and then I'll like, be like, why am I going for this? And not the other thing. And then I'll analyze the calories. And I'm like, these are similar, like in calories. Why am I choosing X over Y do I really want X what's happening here? Will I be more satisfied with why? Like I've been noticing that with like the Oreo. <laughs> so that's, it's kind of, it's just like an interesting like exploration. I mean, it's very, very specific, but just like questioning your choices and right. Well, is, first, is a practice of trust. I think
2: I had my first moment where I wanted eggs genuinely, where I didn't want them as like a healthy breakfast where I was like, I actually want some eggs. Which is that's great. I had that with like what? cottage. I had that with cottage cheese. Interesting. I'm not a huge fan of cottage cheese. Whipped
3: all the way. You gotta get whipped cottage cheese. It is so much better than the like the the big the big chunks.
2: Oh I'm it's more of a ricotta girl.
3: Okay, nobody just like sits and eats scoops of ricotta though.
2: <laughs> uh that's not like a breakfast. But you could put it on your breakfast.
3: Yeah, but r- r- cottage cheese is not just like, you don't, you can eat it instead of yogurt. And it, I it's had like- cheese
2: for breakfast. You know, Aileen, I was in the store. You had
3: ricotta cheese for breakfast.
2: No, no, no. no I had, <laughs> had 10 slices of cheese for breakfast oh. during our meeting earlier. Um, Wait, I was in the store. I was in Walmart yesterday. And I wanted yogurt. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yogurt with sprinkles. <laughs>
3: Oh my god! Wait, I remember yogurt with sprinkles. Like that is ridiculous. First of all, but (laughs) what?
2: What? Um, what did you get? Any? I couldn't find one that I like. One that I wanted. Like so, I didn't. But I did for a moment feel like I couldn't eat yogurt with sprinkles. But I didn't know which yogurt to buy. I I can't
3: just see you walking around like one day. I'm gonna open a Zoom meeting with you, and you're like going in on a (laughs) go-gurt.
2: I could just like see that (laughs) children's breakfasts. Yeah, no, I got like this weird craving for that and I couldn't find it. So I didn't get any and I didn't because I don't want to get like a whole thing and then be like, why did I buy this?
3: Yeah. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about yogurt with sprinkles. I used to eat that. That's so funny. It came on the top, right? And you would like peel it off and then put it in. I remember that so
2: vividly. I would eat really only the very sprinkly chunks.
3: <laughs> right, it was a vehicle for the sprinkles. It wasn't about the yogurt.
2: <laughs> I wanted as a vehicle for the sprinkles, but I wanted that a little bit of tartness, which is
3: not something. Um, I I, like skyr yogurt is very good, by the way.
2: I've heard that for years. Taste wise, okay, fine, maybe next time, and then I'll add some sprinkles to it.
3: Mm. Anyway, well, thank you guys for listening to this wonderful podcast that we've gone on seven different tangents about our preferences of milk very specifically and uh you know the varieties of yogurt available at Walmart. And guys, email us your dear DST. Um, and the email is DST at Batches.com, rate review subscribe. Message us at Sammy, at Aileen, at Diet Starts Tomorrow. And we're always with you
2: through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbine. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts
3: Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to DST at Betches.com.
2: batches